Welcome to the Bay Area's Unforgivable Podcast. Unscripted conversations discussing trending hot topics. Crazy, crazy natural discussions that'll have you in awe. In fact, they'll be unforgivable. And now, please welcome your hosts, Cedric, Craig, and Dave. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Unforgivable Podcast with your host, Cedric. I'm Craig. And Dave. And today's topic is, drumroll please, mass shootings. Now, I don't know about you niggas. Well, let me let me just ask this and pose this as a question. Um, is it just me or was it relatively easy to get your hands on a pistol when you were younger? It was accessible, but it wasn't as easy as the media makes it out to be. Mm. especially in Cali especially yeah it seems like I mean so I know like the high school I went to I went to Mission High in San Francisco but it seems like every every year somebody died from a gun and I just remember being in elementary school and shit middle school shit damn as long as I can remember back having friends at least at least one friend who had a gun on a regular at least one I had one too I ain't gonna say his name yeah me too <laughs> with everything in his you know he knows he, he knows who he is <laughs> Yeah, you know who you are. Yeah, she got caught <laughs> one day. So, yeah, you know who he is. Jesus Christ, this shit is crazy too, man. I mean, I, it's it's interesting to me, like how now with the advancement of technology, these these sort of things have come to to light to the surface. But I think growing up, I feel like guns really weren't. I mean, they were a problem. Don't get me wrong, but it was just kind of like an an average part of. Yeah, I guess my lifestyle, like I said, like I had a bunch of friends who had guns. I had you know, relatives who had guns. So I, I guess I didn't really think too much of it at the time. Not to mention, like when I got a little bit older and I realized how easy it was to get a permit to own a gun. Like, I think it's literally like a 25 question test or some some shit like that. You go into any gun store, <laughs> you watch a video, <laughs> you read a little manual, you take a test. I think they do a background check. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, I'm sure they have to. We think they have to do a background check, right? Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, it's interesting. But the crazy thing is, like, I know niggas who have gotten turned down for failing a background test to work at fucking McDonald's, but legal gun. Isn't that fucking crazy? Well, that's just the American way. I mean, if if we're known for anything, is obesity and guns in America. The cheeseburger and guns. Sadly. And then the guns aren't even that expensive to begin with. So if you can have any kind of job, a part-time job, you can afford a handgun. It's not like they're outpriced to where only, you know, the elite of the world can afford a gun. Anybody can afford one. This is very true. Uh, I mean, I think a general rule of thumb is if you can afford a pair of Yeezys, you can buy a gun. Yeah, maybe two guns. But, you know, I don't know. One of the things that I think came to mind during all these recent shootings was... Um, I remember I was talking to a friend about this, and one of the things they brought up was uh, the influence of video games and the media in terms of promoting gun violence. But I don't know about you niggas, but I grew up playing like first-person shooter games, um, Call of Duty, you know, Rainbow Six, Splinter Cell, Grand Theft Auto, and I, it never made me want to go out and put a cap in a nigga. Same with movies. I've seen every... Die hard, you know, lethal weapon, all kind of stuff, all that, and it never. I guess it's just people how 
how people perceive reality. Like they, I don't know. It's how delicate the mind is because I can go watch John Wick right now. I'm not going to think about going to shoot the neighbor tomorrow. Like it's just some people just think that that's how life is, but you can't persuade that with movies in general or video games in general, because I can play Grand Theft Auto right now and I'm not going to want to have my idea going to kill anybody within the next day or so. It's just kind of a way for them to push who to put the blame on. And it's not fair to the people who make these films or these video games because you're kind of like, you know, holding them responsible for something that's out of their control. Exactly. This is true. Like, I think one of my favorite movie series, well, it's, I think new favorite movie series, John Wick, but also um, I love like all of the James Bond films, but it never made me want to go do a backflip off a roof or no crazy shit like that. Like, it, <laughs> I just, I. It, I, I better know. not see your black head doing black flips off roofs, Cedric. <laughs> I actually think about to do that, so I wouldn't be surprised if it actually make people think they can do that. That's exactly right. I'm about to go buy a black suit, a black tuxedo, and and call myself Double O Negro. Oh, Kingsman. <laughs> I don't know what it is though. Um, it's some people have a, a difficult time separating fact from fiction or um, reality versus fantasy. I don't know. But I for sure think that you can't blame all these mass shootings on video games or media. I just, I, I think that there has to be more to it than that. I also want to say real quick uh, to the victims of the recent shootings in Georgia and what was it, uh, Colorado? Yeah, Boulder. And, and the recent one from yesterday, was it uh, Virginia? Virginia Beach and in Philly. You know, my condolences to everyone who lost their lives and their families. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing. And it's kind of made me sick to my stomach that it's it's been happening so much, especially from like 2009 to, you know, 2020. That it's, it's kind of like the norm. Like, it's like you hear about it. It's like, OK, damn, it happened again. Like, it's people have been kind of numb to it. Yeah. And, and that's the crazy thing, right? Um, like, there is a nonprofit organization called the Gun Violence Archive. And so eventually, uh, well, essentially they have an entire database dedicated towards tracking uh, different gun-related occurrences or events. And it's just crazy to me, like, how only certain things kind of get pushed along in the media, right? Because, like, it's only recently that I feel like you've been hearing about it more and more, but the shit's really been going on for, like, a long time now. But we're only now starting to, it seems like, really take a deep dive into this, this, uh situation yeah touch on that cedric like it has been going on for a while and dating back to one to our time the earliest i can think of was columbine and mm. that may have triggered a lot of these people because in the news within a good eight years of that time span it was about 16 mass shootings and people literally said that inspired them to do what they need to do to be heroes and i don't know what kind of heroes they think they were what kind of vigilantes they think they were but obviously people are copycats and they're just going to mimic what they see and sometimes just it's literally just a copycat world where people just see something and think they can outdo it which is really sad because who pays for it the victims who probably have nothing to do with their problems I, it, and that's the unfortunate thing I, and that's the thing too and I, I sometimes i you know when, when things like this happen i'll sit and think like huh what the hell would motivate somebody to want to go and take somebody's life um, somebody that you have no, you don't know from a can of paint, right? No sort of relationship to whatsoever. Like who the fuck just wakes up and thinks like, huh, how many motherfuckers can I kill today? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Cedric. Uh, I, 
contemplated, you know, about that too. Like, and it's really a, pluff, a plethora of reasons. Like, it's it could be due to racism, social isolation, or just, you know, straight up just revenge on somebody or people. And it's just blatant disregard for human life. And it's just, we need to hold these people accountable instead of just blaming things like, you know, video games and media. Like, we, we need to hold these people accountable and start, you know, considering you know funding you know mental health yeah and maybe even gun control i don't know there's always underlying issues like i remember there was one case here in the bay area maybe like 10 15 years ago where a guy went on a mass shooting rant in an office building they finally arrest him they found out he thought his wife was cheating on him but everyone else had to go in the office because they knew and like you guys said like sometimes innocent people get in the way because someone has <clears throat> hatred in them because obviously he didn't hate those people. He hated his wife. But fortunately, they had to pay for it. And that could have been easily solved with therapy. Yeah, definitely. And um, I just, I guess, I want to be clear when I say that. Because um, there is a stigma around a lot of these occurrences happening um, because people have some level of mental health. And I, I don't think that's the case. I think that you just have some arguably evil people in the world. Like, I, and just being real, right? I think that there's some people who operate under the mindset of like, oh, you know, everybody is intrinsically good or everybody has some sort of good in them. And I'm just going to play the devil advocate with that. And I think that there are just some people who gain some level of enjoyment from seeing people suffer. That's just my my opinion on that. Because when I think about, I want to say like, was it the Las Vegas shooting? Um, and excuse my ignorance, right? Because I, I, I just know what I've what I've read. There was roughly what 60, 61 people died during that event. Yeah. And tragic. Yeah. And I'm just like, you think about those were daughters, those were sons, those were mothers, those were fathers, those were brothers, those were sisters. What logical reason could you have for taking all those lives? And what's crazy is like, that's just who's dead. Imagine, I think the body count for injuries is 400 plus. Jesus. Did he have like a manifesto or something like that saying why he did it? I think he died that same day, so I'm not sure. <laughs> not to laugh, but you know what's interesting? So the definition, because um, I know I looked it up, uh, the definition for um, mass shooting. A mass shooting is essentially defined as uh any occurrence or event that happens uh, where three or more people are shot, uh, not including the shooter. So it's like, it's like, he, there's uh, two people got shot, or excuse me, one person got shot, shooter shoots himself. I was like, well, it's not quite there yet. This isn't quite considered a mass shooting because uh, the shooter doesn't count. I'm like, who, who the fuck comes up with these definitions? Let me ask Koto, both of y'all. Since, especially the Vegas shooting, I remember I was actually planning to go to Vegas that year and I just canceled everything because I was just, and it was just back-to-back -back shootings, not just Vegas. It was school shootings also. And I was just kind of like, you know, cautious of just going out places. Did y'all feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Especially the nightclub scene. Cause around that time when the Florida shooting happened, I was still going out to clubs and everything. And, but if there's that one hateful person who's going to be in there, I'm at risk too. And, just in general, you just put yourself out there and sometimes and like a bullet don't have a name to it. It's just going to hit you. Mm. It hits you. I think I've always kind of been cautious. I think with going out, I think part of that is just based on my upbringing. 
you know, you grow up in certain neighborhoods and you see things, right? Like I've, I've been in situations where um, I've seen drive-bys. Um, I've seen people, you know, get shot at clubs. So even before all this, I mean, I mean, all these mass shootings, I've always sort of approached these situations with, with caution. And some people, you know, I've kind of got labeled at one point in my life as being being the square, right? Oh, you don't want to come out and have fun. And I'm like, yeah, it's all good until a nigga gets shot. Exactly. Funny you brought that up. Uh, I remember freshman year, uh, I went out with a this old college friend, anybody who's, who's listening. Y'all, y'all remember Germ and Quan? Yeah, mm-hmm. we went to Stanford the first year to go to uh, to a concert, and uh, the first time it was good. Then the next year they went again, and I had a bad feeling about it. And that's when the, the like the shooting started to go up again, and I, I cut it off. I'm like, it didn't feel right, and so they both went, and it got shot up. Yeah, Shit, your nigga senses were tingling, huh, Craig? A little bit. A little I bit. remember freshman year too. There was a club or a party going on down the street, well, down the hill from the school. Me and like two friends went, and. The line wasn't moving. I'm like, we need to just go. Something tell me we should just go home. And they're like, nah, we should just wait like another 30 minutes or so. I'm like, nah, we should just dip. And the next day, my homegirl, I run into her. She's like, were you at the club last night? And I was like, no. She's like, someone drew a gun and everybody ran for it. And I wasn't really shocked that I was right. It was more the fact she said it with a smile on her face. Like, that's something exciting. It's like, how numb are you to gun violence for you to smile about a shooting happening, you know? That's sick. <laughs> oh my God. Did you hear what happened? What? Uh, they were shooting last night. That's really how she did it, too. I'm just looking like, why are you saying it like it was a fucking birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> it was like you said, Cedric, you know, some people do get some type of thrill off of like seeing people or doing it themselves like you know shooting or hurting people and you know I, i'm kind of cautious and i cut people off who act like that personally i do too yeah i same here right and i've, I've been in situations where i remember hanging out with like a group of friends and uh one of them brought a gun with them in the car and instantly stopped fucking with them i said okay um well, it was nice knowing you because that could have been a very very bad situation Especially if I got pulled over. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he got an illegal firearm in the car. Yeah. Probably loaded, too. With the ski mask. I said, no, I'm cool. Oh, no. Serial number scratched out. Serial <laughs> number scratched out. <laughs> you got a ghost one. <laughs> oh, no. I said, yeah. That's another thing. You know, it's people say, you know, we can just, like, gun control. We should just have less guns. But some of these people get these guns illegally. Yeah. So, so how much, you know, gun control... Is that actually going to be effective? I, you know, that's a good question. Um, and honestly, me personally, I don't know the answer. But what I will say is, in the words of Chris Tucker, guns don't kill people. Stupid motherfuckers with guns kill people. Because I feel like even with, you know, increasing the regulations on them, uh, people still find ways to to get their hands on a firearm, right? Like, I feel like there's a whole, like, black market for firearms. And one of the things that came to mind too, though, um, and I was talking with, uh, or <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had the experience with you riding with like a relative, like a, an older relative, right? Um, and a song comes on that's it's like 50 Cent and it's like, shoot this nigga, kill this nigga, stab this nigga, some shit like that, right? <laughs> I remember uh, I was with one of my older sisters in the car and this yeah, it was, a, it was a 50 cent song that came on and um she's like yeah yeah i don't see how you could you listen to this sort of stuff and i'm like hmm well i to me it's just music right but again in, in relation to what we were saying about video games i've never listened to a song 
that talked about killing somebody and actually went out and and killed somebody. I just it, it, it never occurred to me like, hmm, well, uh, let me see. YG does it. I can do it, too. I agree. I mean, I remember uh, a friend of mine from high school came over to my house. We watched uh, the movie Belly. And uh, Belly. he was just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never seen it before. I'm like, I, I got it. Let's watch it. And so he, y'all seen it before, right? Yeah. The gangster shit. Um, he was just saying, like, man, I shouldn't be watching this. I'm like, why? And so I, I'm assuming that he was just thinking about, like, emulating what he was watching. I quickly cut that shit off because I didn't want to be responsible for that. But you know, that's the thing, too. A lot of those movies, uh, none of it ended well, right? You think about, like, Paid in Full, like, all, all movies, the majority of them. Um, Wasn't Hood? Yeah. None Tainted. of that shit ended well. None of them. Somebody always ended up dead. Or, like, it, it just, I never, I never understood why you want to emulate that. I don't know. It's beyond me. But it, it, it seems like, um, yeah, I guess, again, like, as of recently, this has become, or it's, it's been more publicized that this is, this is an issue, right? When I feel like a lot of these events now, um, they, you know, again, we're starting to hear about them, but shit like this has been going on for as long as I can fucking remember. And, and things are just now starting to come to light, um, or come to light, I should say. And, you know, just in terms of like the recent shooting in Atlanta, right, with the, um, where the six, six people were killed, right? Um, mm-hmm. Six Asian people were killed. It seems like with that specific situation, there was some reluctancy to call it a hate crime by the media, I noticed. And uh, which, I mean, to me, it's kind of like, well, yeah, that's what it seems like it was. But I'm wondering, why do you all think that there was that level of reluctancy? Because they got his side of the story. And he it was like some kind of sex addiction was triggered in. It's like, oh, just a bad day for him. But then when you look at the chief as well, you can see he had an underlying hate for the Asian population as well because they found social media posts of him selling shirts. They said like China 19 or something like that on his on T-shirts saying like it came from China or something of that nonsense. So if the whole police force not taking it seriously, how do you expect the media to take it seriously as well? That's fucking wild, yeah. I was listening to a, a podcast earlier today um, where you're talking about the same event and they were talking about how uh, Trump, it seems like it's crazy to me that this nigga is still causing all these problems even after his presidency. <laughs> but they attributed some of these um, recent attacks towards the Asian community based on the fact that Trump has kind of spreaded the stigma around Asian people and this whole, um, this pandemic. Like, didn't this motherfucker at one time call it like the Asian flu or something weird like that? The Kung flu? He's a jackass. Motherfucker's ignorant. <laughs> And then his CDC, not his CDC director, but like one of his chiefs yesterday went on the news and said he believes that the COVID-19 escaped from Wuhan. It was creating a lab and escaped. So I'm like, they're still pushing that narrative with all this going on. Just fucked up. And the crazy thing is the shooter, his parents had to turn him in. Like these like parlors don't have cameras to know who was in there. The camera's there, Dave. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It's meant to scare people. (laughs) scare tactic i was also reading that they actually questioned someone else who was there with his wife who passed away he wasn't even allowed to be with his wife as she was dying because they're too busy questioning him as the shooter that's fucking ridiculous he was hispanic and his wife was white they just couldn't believe it sounded like that that was his wife that's fucking horrible dude just when you feel like things are starting to move in the right direction they take a turn for the worse yeah man and going back to uh school shootings in general 
um, I believe, I think in the, like the past 10 years, uh, there's been about 180 school shootings claiming over 350 victims. So how have, um, I'm guessing this is probably like people being bullied or just straight up isolated. Is there a way like, like I know a lot of people who want to cause harm towards other people is because they were getting bullied a lot. Is there a way to prevent, you know, people getting bullied so they can avoid these school shootings? Schools need better funding so they can support these kind of situations. I remember when I was younger, there were psychiatrists on campus. I don't think they have that kind of stuff anymore. That's true. I remember in, when I was in school too, we had a whole health center and there was like a school counselor. Um, but you know, also I think that people need to take these sort of situations more serious, right? Because I know and this is based off my, my own experience, things that I've seen. Um, sometimes these situations get brought to people's attention and, and nothing ever comes of it, right? Like um, I had, um, was it, I want to say it was my niece. Or, uh, yeah, I want to say it was my niece, right? Um, we had a situation to where um, she was getting sort of like bullied by a kid at school. Um, now, my advice is always, you know, you just punch somebody in the fucking throat and that'll get them off your back, right? Um, <laughs> but in in this situation, right, like, try to do all the proper steps, right? We, we tried to bring it to the attention of the teacher, had a meeting about it, and, and it just kept, these things just kept happening. My niece just kept being bullied um and nothing ever came of it and, i mean and that was that was, there was no resolution right and i've i've that's not the first time i've heard of a situation happening like that mm -hmm. and so um i think like even when, when situations like this are brought to the light that there needs to be a very serious step towards um or a step taken towards trying to resolve the issue because if not, what happens when somebody feels like their back is pressed against the wall and, and, and um, they become desperate? Because I think when, when people do desperate things, or when people become desperate, I should say, people do desperate things. They take desperate measures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, you're right, Cedric. You know, a lot of the time they don't do anything about it. And um, I heard, or I did some research saying that a lot of schools don't intervene with like bullying cases because they don't, they want to avoid lawsuits because if they report a single out a kid that's, you know, everyone's saying that he's a bully, their parents will probably sue the school saying that, oh, you're trying to single my kid out or he's a good kid. And it's like, these schools don't want to lose their money. And so they just kind of just like brush it to the side. Yeah. You, you, your kid is good, but he's doing some bad shit. How about that? And usually the bullies, it usually ignites from something that's going on at home. They either see something yeah. that their parents are doing, they're being teased by neighbors, so they bring it to school because they think that's how you're supposed to act. There's always a domino effect somewhere. And that's probably why parents don't want to be involved either because they know the real problem. They just don't want to admit to it. They probably got it from them. Exactly. Maybe might be a domestic violence case going on at home. So that kid thing is how you're supposed to act with people. That's true, right? And I just think like in, in general, we live in a society where it's promoted that the way that you solve your problems is through violence. Right? Um Dave, weren't you telling us telling us about uh that was it that Michael Moore movie where um motherfuckers were given guns for opening a bank account? Some weird shit like that? Yeah. There's some states where if you deposit a certain amount, I can't remember what state. I don't want to throw a state out there and then get offended anybody. But like, you order, <laughs> like Florida, <laughs> I'm surprised. Detroit, Michigan, but um, they'll supposedly like put like 20 G's or 30 G's into an account. You get an automatic weapon or or a handgun within three to four days after opening. Like some crazy I'm mess. Surprised. How do you advertise that? This is a poster, <laughs> like a dollar. <laughs> 
a dollar sign and a pistol. <laughs> yeah, like just things like that. It's like, so we're advertising this and I like, ask people to donate. So basically tell them to pay for their gun at that point. This is, could you imagine some shit like that though? Like walking to a bank, <laughs> talking to one of the tellers. And, oh, good evening. Oh, you, you came just at the right time. We're offering a special. Open an account and get a free gun. <laughs> oh, man. Like it's a toy or something. All right. Like, whatever Jesus. happened to fucking candy or something. Like so I'm like, bro, I just want to deposit my money and go. No, here, take this rifle. <laughs> no, take I this, Take this 45. Take this. <laughs> I'd rather not. T- t- I said, take it. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this gun, nigga. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous to me. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, one of the scariest things to me was the whole Dark Knight shooting. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. When, at the premiere, when this motherfucker. <laughs> that boy was crazy. I know, right? And and the fucked up thing about it, right? Like, is me being, because I, I fucking take those movies serious, right? Like, <laughs> we know, sir. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. Um, and so well, I think this motherfucker had a whole arsenal with him, right? I think he had like tear gas and it's a bunch of shit. So I know if I had been in that situation, I would have been fucking excited, right? Because I would have saw all the smoke and shit. I'm like, oh, they're doing something, something special for the opening. <laughs> yeah, <I> said, oh. <laughs> start coughing like this is fucking air. This is real realistic. Start seeing motherfuckers get shot. Oh damn, they went all out for this opening. It's fucked up, man. Probably ruined Batman for a lot of motherfuckers. It's crazy. Yeah, those who live to tell the tale. It was crazy because, like, if you look at his backstory, dude went to, like, UC Riverside. He was in a PhD program. It's like, what happened within, like, that a week span to make you think, I'm going to go kill people going to go enjoy Batman tonight. It's like... (laughs) Did he even say... Did they even say why he did it? I'm not even sure, but... It was crazy because they tried to diagnose him. He dyed his hair. Like, it was just all kind of weird stuff. His girlfriend left him. I was going to say that. <laughs> Wherever his girlfriend is. Supposedly, when they went to his apartment, he had nothing but Batman gear all over the place. Like, Batman memorabilia. Uh, any nigga who shoot up a Batman premiere is not a real fan. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I believe you, though. There's also That's... a hot seat in hell for this nigga. Gasoline draws on. But the yeah. fact that he booby-trapped his apartment is like, what the hell? Mental mental illness, people. Guess this nigga thought he was in Gotham City and being chased by the Joker or something. I don't know what was going through his head. Shit was crazy to me. It's just sad. People just can't enjoy, like, going out to, you know different places like Vegas or to the movies or just getting something to eat without, you know, worrying about shit like this. Getting groceries. Like, you know, it's, imagine picking grapes and your hand gets shot off. It's like, you <laughs> about stuff like Grapes. That. <laughs> Don't you touch those grapes. <laughs> those are mine. <laughs> I told you you could have vitamin C. And I know if a dance show, if I have, like, a grocery store I go to is regular and it's a shooting there, I'm not going back. Oh, no. And all right, things are starting to change, people. Like I, I walked into Trader Joe's and saw uh, Snoop has a bottle of wine out. I said, I ain't going to Trader Joe's no more because this is going to be the next place. <laughs> so they got black faces in here. Somebody going to see this shit and be upset. Oh, so you just got niggas on wine bottles now, huh? Is that what we doing? I want to talk about last year specifically. So they said that uh, the mass shootings went up 50% last year. What do you think is the reason for that, both of y'all? Desperate. Uh, they said what, like, I don't know, and I'm sure it's more than this, what, 20, 30 million Americans without jobs? Shit, I don't know, a combination of different things. Uh, motherfuckers being bored? I know that's weird to say. It's not. Some people don't know how to handle themselves when they have nothing to do. Um, people being alone with their thoughts. 
right? Like I think about how many people um, sort of need these distractions from their everyday lives, right? They need work, they need school, they need, you know, um, sports, everything. Yeah, it's a way for them to to escape their reality. You're right, Dave. I think some people have a, a really tough time sitting alone with their thoughts. And the crazy thing about the increase is out of all the mass shootings, only two of them were in school. So imagine if COVID didn't happen, how many would have took place out of school? That's fucking wild. What about you, Craig? What do you think? I think it's mostly isolation. Like mm. uh, like Dave said, um, I think people, like you said, well, you actually, you actually mentioned a long time ago, said like, uh, you said that people should learn how to be by themselves. And I think a lot of people found out a lot about themselves by being alone for the first time ever in a long time. And realize they can't handle it. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> I can be a smart nigger from time to time. Sometimes. Every, every now and then. Fuck y'all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was gonna say I, I agree with you, both of y'all. This is I think it's isolation the most, especially last year. Like people really didn't know how to handle. I mean, people got divorced. The, the divorce the divorce rates went up. I don't know how much percent, but it was it was a lot. <laughs> Being trapped in the, in the house with your spouse. <laughs> damn, I didn't know you were, how much of a bitch you were. Oh, too goddamn. <laughs> I can't take this shit no more. Like honestly, if you lasted through this and your spouse, y'all, y'all strong because I've seen like especially like the last few weeks, I'm seeing all of these like divorces. I'm like, oh, y'all finally got y'all paperwork together. Now COVID's over. Y'all can go somewhere else. Ba- baby, can I have a glass of water? No, bitch. Are <laughs> <laughs> you asking for this goddamn water? Can you stop chewing with your mouth open? Fuck. Like, just all kind of petty shit. Asking for a sip of my juice. This <laughs> chicken was cold. <laughs> oh, chicken. Oh, shit. It's fucking horrible, man. Like, but money, I'm noticing, like, I think we touched on it, like, last week. Some guy, like, he was locked up. He wanted that stimulus, and he killed everybody in the house. He just had built-up anger. Wait a minute. What? Which stimulus was it? Was it the six hundred dollar one or the twelve hundred dollar one? <laughs> it makes a difference. No, it, it does. does. <laughs> one is one is twice the money. Got some niggas, but it was fourteen hundred. Oh huh. shit! And how many people were in this family? I think it was like four of them. I think it was just. I think it was his girl, the daughter, but he killed the uncle and the cousin too. Was he from Florida? No, Indiana. Shit. Sorry, Florida. Not this time. Florida, you're, you're, you're safe this time. <laughs> the kids even get a stimulus check? Why the fuck did he kill the kids? He, was, he had domestic violence issues. That's why he was locked up to begin with. That nigga should have stayed locked up. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people getting... That's another thing why crime went up. Because, you know, it was that $0 bail that was going around in California. Yeah, let me just say right. this. Um, I'm all for fair treatment, equity, right? But if you shot a motherfucker... If you went out of your way to put a round through somebody, you need to stay your ass in jail. I, I'm, you know, could you see motherfuckers with these, these shirts free my homie and free? No, don't free him. That. that nigga shot three people. Let his ass stay in jail. Yeah, there was one in Castro Valley where the guy was out on bail, and then out of nowhere, he went and robbed like an 80 year old man, stole his cell phone and ten dollars out his wallet, got arrested again, out on no bail. You mean to tell me this nigga got arrested for stealing an iPhone and ten dollars? Not even an iPhone, it was a flip phone. Holy bunny. <laughs> My fucker stole the sidekick from somebody. <laughs> a razor. Razor. <laughs> I fucking oh. hate people. <laughs> so what's the point of arresting them? They're gonna let them go. What the point? 
that's why I understand about that zero dollar bill thing. I'm like, y'all just gonna have the same people thinking they're getting they're immortal now to the law and can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, this was in Castro yeah. Valley. So imagine what's happening in the town. Oh lord. You kind of at some point just someone get desensitized to the bullshit. Yeah, that's what I was saying. People gonna kind of getting numb to it, to all this shit, and that kind of makes me sick. Cause how far has humanity gone to feel like this? Yeah, it's but we're none of seeing people getting killed. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting to me. I don't know, though. I think, like, when I think about... Um, and I think that's one of the things, too, and I was like, it seems like there's all this talk about um, the damage that, you know, COVID has caused, like, just the, the virus itself, but not as much talk about the sort of damage that... Um, like the other side of that, right? Like uh, all the damage that came from COVID for people who didn't actually contract it. Yeah. Know? Like and going back to like isolation and being by yourself, you know? And I used to tell people this like in, in prison, right? Um, I've never been a I've never been a jail people. This is just this is just, <laughs> I, this is just what I've read. I don't want niggas going back talking about how do you know? No, I've never been in jail. But it, you get put in solitary confinement and that's considered to be punishment right because again it just goes back to the whole notion of us being social creatures and um i don't know about y'all but you know i've been in some places where like my mind you know especially like when i've had some of my days where i've not been my best self your your, your mind tends to wander so i can think about like where people's mind goes when you know say you, you just lost your job you have rent or mortgage to pay You've got a family, um, you know, my family, I mean, spouse, kids. Um, you have all these financial obligations. Or you lost a parent who was taking care of all the bills. Now it's on you. Yeah. All that pressure. Yep. And that pressure to make anybody pop, which is unfortunate. And it makes sense because, uh, you know, of course, due to the loss of jobs, there's a lot more homeless people now. And um, like you said, Cedric, when you have nothing to lose, you have no job in the streets, you kind of have disregard for human life. Like I was just, they were just saying that there was a jump on like people getting attacked from homeless people for no reason. Yeah, that whole, because I, I guess I want to be careful about not labeling homeless people as being dangerous because I, I don't know. I, again, like I, you got to be very skeptical about what the media puts out there. Cause there's a lot of shit that I've read and I'm just like, huh, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I do agree. Like, you know, finances play a role in violence to some degree. So you, again, it goes back to the whole, like people being desperate, the desperate people take desperate measures. Mm-hmm. My black ass got robbed last year. And I'm like, could you at least rob a nigga with some money? You go rob me. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck did you get out of it? Like, You'll be real disappointed. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Nigga had some sweats on. That's not like I had all Gucci loafers or some shit like that. Like, what did you hope to get from me? <laughs> I'm about to take this nigga's keychain. I was like, this is horrible. This is fucked up. It's funny you said that. I forgot what rapper who said it. He used to say he used to rob niggas broken than him. I'm like, what sense does that make? What sense does that make? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, who said it? I wish I could remember. I'm about to take this nigga's EBT card. Like, what? You know what? It was DMX. God damn. And look what happened. That makes me sad because he's like one of my favorite rappers. But yeah. that, that didn't make no sense to me. He needs to make up whether he wants to be a thug or for the Lord. You can't be a thug for the Lord. I hate Lord, give me a sign. That was horrible. Horrible. Yeah, you know, I guess, well, if, if there's anything that I kind of want to conclude with is just um, trying to get people to be more mindful of their surroundings. Right. And this is something I push with friends and family, specifically like my um, um, younger people in my family. Like I'll, I'll tell my sister this all the time, like be mindful of, of where you're at. All right. Like 
don't be so so much in a, a rush to get out of the car. You know, when you pull up somewhere, you know, take some time, look around, be observant. And I, I've had situations where I've gotten a little bit of backlash for saying that. It's like, well, you shouldn't have to. People should just be good, and people. Should, I'm like, yeah, that's but, true. But the reality is, shit happens, right? And and, and we know that it, it happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. While you can't control what other people do, you can't control how you choose to respond to situations, right? Um, yeah. So just pay attention, be mindful. Motherfucker, you know, looks like he's getting ready to do some some crazy shit. Because I've seen pictures of some of these people, and I'm just like, huh, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to put a stigma on anybody. <laughs> All you motherfuckers in Dark Martins. Um, no, um, but yeah, just be mindful of your surroundings. And I would say is, uh, you know, if you if you know your mind's not right, then get the help that you need. You know, put your pride aside and what, what people might say about you, about getting therapy. You know, if you need it, get it. You know, don't let your mind drift off into a place you've never been before, you know, a dark place. You know, get therapy because I think that's, there's plenty of reasons why there are all these mass shootings, but I think it all goes down to like mental illness, like they said. Get the help, people, please. And... To add on to both what said and Craig said, watch your surroundings and be mindful of who you're talking to because you don't know what state of mind these people are in nowadays. The person who could be standing next to you on a bar train on a subway right now could be tomorrow's shooter on that same train. So just be careful because people remember the nice people if that if it ever comes to that. So just be cautious of your surroundings. Just be careful and treat everybody fair. And nice, because you never know what kind of life is going on behind closed doors. Amen. Craig, do, you, do you need therapy, Craig? Mm-hmm. Do you need therapy? I, I noticed. It. You thought about it? Mm-hmm. The reason I ask is because I noticed that, because uh, we're, we're recording this via Zoom, right? Um, so your name is in all lowercase letters. Does that mean that you think low of yourself? <laughs> you thought you was pretty clever. You <laughs> found that shit out, weren't you? <laughs> I thought you were a bright nigga pointing out my lowercase fucking no no I had nothing to do with it. It's just uh, you know <laughs> my 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 first name, my name is starts with a capital C. Dev starts with a capital D. You're the only one with all lowercases, Craig. Do you need to tell us something? I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Rich motherfucker. Bright boy. <laughs> bright nigga. Nah, I feel like we all people have their own demons and things they are going through. And so there is a couple things that I want to settle with myself. And so, yeah, I am thinking about getting therapy. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to say it. Nice couch, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Just to throw that out there, too. I, I, just because you get therapy doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Right? I think that everybody can benefit from having some level of therapy. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, this was the Unforgivable Podcast with your host, Cedric. I'm Craig. And Dave. And we are signing out. Deuces. 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 Bye. Deuces. Bye. Bye. Niggas. Niggas. Thanks for joining us this week on the Unforgivable Podcast. Make sure to visit us at the links below where you can follow us so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, please subscribe and hit the like button or tell your friends about the show as that would help us out too. 
See you next time.